there's a process of learning and it, you can you can listen to someone all you want you can watch videos all you want but the part where you actually learn is just doing it so welcome to the agent q a you got your host here john we got joanne in the house we got albert in the house so hopefully everyone had a great holiday had, had a great thanksgiving anything new to happen for you guys any anything you want to share not really. I, I just had a really good Thanksgiving with my family and my in-laws, and that was that was good. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the old, older you get, you just want to just like just chill and like hang out and not not do anything. I mean, like it was it was nice getting together with family, overeating, yeah, and just playing some football with the kids. You know, it's just uh, yeah. I just had uh, one meal, man. Call it a day. But we have we have late dinners. Uh something happened to me. What's that? We had a gender reveal. I'm having a baby. Another one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <are> you <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. happy. Another girl. Another girl. <laughs> I'll tell Lily at the party on Saturday. But yeah. Wait, were, you, were you guys trying or just, Damn, just not preventing? I'm sleeping in the same room with her, bro. I don't know. I sleep with like Ellie. I put her to sleep. I don't know. That was my first reaction. I was like, what? How? <laughs> I, mean, I was just trying to see if you were like going for a boy or no, no, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to tell you guys last week, but uh, we had, a, we had the, the Thanksgiving. So I purposely tried not to tell anybody because I'm like, come on. <laughs> You're like crossing your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and the first trimester hit and then I actually went to go visit her, um, her, uh, go to the hospital with their the first little sonogram man i don't believe this yeah i took a video oh man there's a heartbeat <laughs> i was real oh man that's that's big news i mean yeah i'm i'm happy for the the whole thing just knowing you i'm just kind of like i don't know how to feel about that because because <laughs> but but no i mean that's that's a that's a blessing that's a, i mean you got you got two beautiful girls already yeah so uh we had ellie we, we give ellie a little gift like she did the it's like a slip. It's like a box, but basically you're opening up the box and you're seeing it. There's a blue picture and a pink picture. Open, open, open. Girl was boy, girl excited? boy, and pink. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she was excited about. She was excited about Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think she's she's happy, um, but she didn't like expect it either. Yeah. So everyone. So we did a gender reveal on a Thursday and then Friday for uh, my side and then the family side. Yeah, it was cool. But anyway, every you know everyone's making fun of me. Oh, another girl! Man, you, Can't get your <laughs> you're in it, man. Dad. You're all the way in it now. Little girl, dad, now. Yeah, but aside from that, it was a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> 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 Everyone's like filming, and I got my face because huh. that was my gender reveal too. So they they only told uh, the doctor told Rith she got the box. She had her friend come over and do the box. So I was my reaction too. It's like eh, expected. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's just, I mean, like, I'm, I guess I'm not shocked, but I mean, just, and that's, that's big, another, another big change. So it's time to get to work. New changes, right? Yeah. Anybody want to join me on this fun? Joe, you? What? <laughs> just kidding. Another one? No. Yeah. So, so when it comes to new changes, um, you know, the new years are coming, December is coming. So our main topic today, would be to to ask um, ask a new agent coming in, or let's say you're you're transitioning maybe to full time, or jumping into the insurance industry. As a new agent, what would be your advice coming into the next year, or you know, 
moving in to build your agency correctly, right? So you're not just looking to be an agent, you're looking to to see an opportunity in this business to create your own agency, create your own logo, okay? Hopefully be, become an integrity partner. What would be your advices? Hi everyone, thank you so much for watching so far the Q&A. If you guys have any questions or comments, please leave them below. And if you guys like what you guys are watching, please make sure to like and subscribe to our page. Like for a brand new agent that's starting, that wants to build? You know? Yeah. Uh, well, number one, I would say have a have a plan or ha at least have a vision as to how big you want to grow your agency and where you want to take the opportunity. Um, and then once you have like the vision and you know exactly how big you want to grow or what you forecast in wanting to make in terms of your money or your production, then um, go about it by structuring structuring your hierarchy so that you're profitable and you're also able to um, you're also able to have some kind of a protection in a sense of like if there are agents that you're bringing in and there are going to be you know any roll up debt that's going to be coming on to your to your agency and things like that you want to make sure that you are structuring everything correctly so that at least you guys have a fluid plan for the long term profit so profitability is the key right yeah i would definitely say so i mean i i do know that like when we're starting to build at times we want to make sure that you know there's you know maybe like a five point spread of your of a difference in compensation but sometimes that five point spread isn't enough to be able to really give you as the um let's say as the vp or as the owner of the agency enough enough overrides or enough money coming back into your business to be able to then um reinvest into maybe the recruiting side or maybe into your own admin or maybe into putting money aside for your roll-up debt so i would look into you know having a nice structure um talking to your vps who are, have successfully built their agencies and then just kind of going from there yeah i think i think that's a good point i mean you you should talk to you should obviously come in and get started for yourself first and just get the ball rolling and start learning the business, making some income, making a few sales. Uh, that's, that's, that's an important part, but I think, I think the key part that a lot of people miss or they miss on the opportunity, not that it's completely gone, but they've haven't taken advantage of it yet mm. is that they just keep telling themselves, I'll start hiring when I master this thing. Cause the thing is like, that's a very, you know, that's a, that's a big sliding scale as far as like what you believe is, you know, just figuring out what to do yet. Cause you're all, you're going to be constantly learning. It's an ongoing process. So I think it's important for you to just start introducing the opportunity to people because even though like it may be your your desire to just focus on, you know, learning the business first and just making your sales first. But the thing is, it's not all on you to like deal with all these agents. You know, this is why you have an upline. This is why you have people, you know, people on the team to like help you share this work rather than I'm responsible for everything for this agent. Right. You know, I think I think you'll you'll get there faster. And then number one, it's it always helps with your, with your agent retention because you're you're responsible to somebody else now. You you know, make a little bit of competitiveness comes out. It's never a bad thing. Um, and then, yeah, it just it it just makes sense. You know, if you if you bring someone in, then you're going to be a little bit more engaged. Like you can't let this person down, and you know you have better accountability this way. So I would I would come in. You know, try learning the business, start selling, and start selling, and start doing all all that stuff, and then talk to your upline directly and just be like, hey, what do you think I should do? And then you know have them guide you through. And then you want to, you want to continuously, you know, learn from people that, that have a successful business model and, 
the people and be like, wait, what did you do? I I went to Florida recently mm. and I, you know, I met with a bunch of different integrity partners and people that are doing really well. And I just, I just like talked to a bunch of, bunch of them. And I asked them like how they structured their business, how they did this. And, you know, for some of them, I'm like, I've tried that same thing. It didn't quite work out for me the way that I intended and didn't get the type of results that I wanted. But I'm like, this person said they did this. And I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, for, for them, it's just, and the people, the, you know, the people that had the most success, I would say, are people that were like, all right, well, we, we do, we put them at this level, we make them earn it, we make them learn through these steps, and we give them incentives to move up to get to get to these levels. If they do this, then you know, here's how we can help you. Here's if you're helping us with this. So it's like a it's a real give and take type of uh, type of arrangement. And I I was like, yeah, that makes total sense for the long term successful building of it, rather than some kind of just demanding everything but don't want to do anything because. Even if you give them the farm, they would they would let that thing run. They would run into the ground because they have no idea because they've never done it before. Right. So the importance is to try to just actually learn it, you know, and then build it accordingly rather than just try to jump these steps. Because jumping the steps, you would think, hey, I can I can get there quicker if I shortcut all this. Mm. But you're skipping all the steps. You're skip you're skipping all the lessons. You're missing all the stuff that you that is essential for you to be able to run that big of a business if you haven't done it. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. And I would say, you know, if you're fully brand new, there's a lot to learn how FFL does it. There's a lot to learn how the insurance industry work. Right. So you would, you'd want to have two, two paths in a sense. Okay. So I would ask your upline who brought you in, what do I need to do to become a manager? Okay. And what are, what is our fine print to become a manager? Okay. As sales manager, you need to be a team of producing $50,000 of AP. Okay. So helping 50 families in a sense, but how do I get there? How do I, how much of my personal production counts? How much of my team production counts? Okay. And it's all based on numbers. So it doesn't matter compared to other industries where you need like 30 people, 50 people to count, right? You could do this within two people, right? So what's the next phase? The next step on that is a senior sales manager. Now you need to help a hundred families a month. Okay. Then the VP, 150 families a month. So what are these steps to move up into those levels? Well, you either build a loan or you can start building with managers. But the initial point is learning uh, a system within FFL where you can duplicate and then you can teach someone else and tell them, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm successful for. And we just multiply, uh, multiply ourselves with multiple agents and share the opportunity. Right. right. So I would start with that, start and understand where you are at. And then also understand the compensation system that uh, Joanna was mentioning. As you rise, then your promotion levels go up. And then when your promotion level goes up, your commission goes higher. And then you're bringing in people with the starting comp. And now you're building an override to that. I think what we've done before we've made a mistake on is that we did give the farm out sometimes. We put people in a high compensation level that they didn't know what to do with. To begin with, it just thought it sounded cool, and, and 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 no knock on those people because like, if you're being offered more and you have the ability to get more, and you like, why wouldn't you take it? Right. It's just, but but that's the part in which we needed to kind of recalibrate for some agencies because we looked at it like, hey, we 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 gave this to you, but the thing is, it's not really even benefiting you, right? Because you don't have the infrastructure behind it to be able to actually make the most of that opportunity. So you know, like you like you and I are are, are a great example, like. We're similar in a lot of ways, but we have different skill sets. Right. Right. And there's things that you enjoy doing. There's things that I'm I I'm I'm not su- such a big fan of and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right. So we complement each other well on, on certain certain aspects. So 
if you're coming in and you don't know how to build, most important thing is start building these strategic alliances with the people within your team, right? You know, and if you don't have no, don't know who it is in your upline yet, hire the people that you do know. They, they could be the ones that could actually be like, like Clifton is working on a, on a discord right now. So, you know, right. I could learn how to do, I don't want to, right. and I'm, I'm not go, I'm, like, I don't want to get into the weeds with it. I, I like, I know how generally how it works, but I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and actually just make, you know, set everything up and, you know, learn how to learn how to do all that stuff. He enjoys that stuff. He genuinely enjoys that stuff. So the thing is, I'm like, he's a great compliment to me in, in this aspect. Like there's other areas of the business in which he doesn't enjoy doing. I love it. So I'm like, why don't I take that off of your plate for you? And then I'll handle this and you handle that. And this is how, this is how we grow faster until you get to the point where, you know, we're ready to branch off. Like you know, if John and I, John and I are way more effective working together, like complementing each other on, the, on our respective skill sets and the things we enjoy doing, things we're passionate about, rather than like, all right, John, here's here's you at the highest highest level, hear me at the highest level, and we'll just do everything in individual silos. Right. Like that's more work that needs to be done, and we're both gonna be less effective. Yeah. Yeah. You could be training the same thing, or you have one person doing that training, and then one person has this topic or another topic, and then you grow. Right. So. I would talk to your upline first and figure out, okay, I'm so brand new. I don't know anything. If I'm so brand new and I don't know anything, you got to try out everything. And then you start figuring out what's your niche, what's your specialty, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing in, in, in our selling point, uh, you know, the, the specialized in final expense, mortgage protection, IUL annuities, you got to learn all of them, but you start figuring out, oh, I'm really interested in the one. I'm going to learn a lot of this. Well, if you learn a lot of this, well, guess what? Now you can train on that. Now you can build on that. You can have agents, coming in because they're, they know you're an expertise on this and now you can build an agency that way. So it's just a matter of, okay, where should I start first? How do I see myself in the business? And I think the next part then is having that, that outline in the future and taking the the little steps in between now, what, what do we do next? And, and be honest with your assessment as well. So the thing is like, if you haven't done something like you, this is where you start, fig- start learning the business and actually doing it. And then just be like, Hey, I really, I really enjoy this part of it. I'm, and I'm really getting good at this part. And it doesn't mean you don't have to do it, all the other stuff that you don't like. But, you know, if you're able to, like, find a strategic alliance where it benefits both of you to, to complement each other's skill sets, then you can kind of ride that for a little bit longer. Like yesterday, we, I spoke to Nina, one of, one of our one of our new, uh, new agents that just came on board. And, you know, she just said one of her strong suits was recruiting because she worked in recruiting for a very long time. And so we had we had a conversation, and she said, "Hey, this is my plan. This is what I would I like to do. I feel like this is where my I'm best fit." And I, I was like, "Okay, just back up real quick." I'm like, "What what is your idea with this thing? Like, how, how do you how do you hope to how do you envision seeing this thing? Like, are you thinking you're just going to hire a bunch of people and then you're going to train them and and work with them and then and then get overrides that way instead of you personally producing all all your own production and getting paid that 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 route?" And she's like, she's like. Well, obviously I'm not at your level, so I don't I don't know the business as well as you. So I just want to be able to lean on you if that's okay to like bring them in. And I'm like, perfect. That's exactly as long as we understand you bring them in, we'll work with them. You know, Joanne will get them all set up and then we'll we'll continue to train them and plug them into the system, plug them into live dials, get them, get them rolling, and then you'll start making some income off of that. And I'm like, doesn't mean that you don't need to be able to sell and doesn't mean that you don't need to learn the business because you can't just be, hey, I'm only going to do this. Otherwise, you're strictly a recruiter. And then at that point, you, you would not be an agent. You, we'd have to shift it because then 
you still need to un- understand how your business works. Right. Right. So she, and she was like, no, no, no. Yeah. That, that's, that's perfect. She goes, I want to be able to like start making some income in the meantime, you know, you know, passively this way, but I'm, I'm going to learn the business. And then eventually I want to be able to be able to train them and, and do more hands-on. And I'm like, great. This is where the teamwork comes into play. That works out too, especially, you know, that's how you build your big agency right away. Like there's three components, right? There's the selling, the insurance product, and then there's the individuals to get there. <laughs> so, and then at the end of it, the third component is the training part. We have a lot of it, um, but if you're coming in, you're so brand new. Okay, well, you're the workforce. You can bring in people, you can expand um, into the business. So just think bigger of how you can bring in anyone and everyone in our business, right? So we did ask ChatGPT for some uh, some questions. If I could add one more thing. I mean, and I'm glad I had this conversation with her last night. One other thing that I made sure to ask in that situation, because, you know, if you want to come in and hire, that's 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 great. But then the thing is, I said, hey, what's your financial situation look like? Do you need to make money right away? How quickly do you need to make it? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, if you're looking to hire people, that's the least amount of control you have over. Because right. yeah. most control is over yourself. If, if you know you need to make a certain amount of money to be able to pay your bills or whatever, you need to go out and sell. There's no other way around it. Because the thing is, you I can hire 10 people. What if they don't pass the test on the first try? What if they're taking the dragging out the, uh, the pre-licensing course? What if they get in and they, they don't they don't buy leads yet, or you know they just have a different learning curve, or their their urgency is not there, and they don't really need to make money right away? Mm-hmm. You're depending on them to be able to to live off of, and that's something that you can't do. So, I had to make sure that I was very clear about that up front and be like, hey, you know, just to let you know, it's going to take a little bit longer. I I would recommend you still continue to learn and and, and learn how to sell in the meantime if you need money. But if you're okay with that timeline, if you're okay with them, when it comes in, it comes in, then no problem with that. Okay, so I, you know, this is why it's important for you to have that conversation with your upline, your manager, your business partners, just so you're all on the same page and there's no like misconceptions about it. Because if you want this thing to work for the long term, you need to really plan this thing out. And you really need to be clear about your role, definition of your roles, and then how it's going to impact you financially. Because we don't like people coming in and, and being like, I'm going to do this. And they don't understand how, how, how it actually even do it yeah. or how it's going to pay out and all this other stuff. And then there's like, it didn't work. And they're mad. Yeah. They didn't get, they get have, paid. Yeah. Or they have like this, um, like a, um, like kind of like a misconception as to like how things work, you know, there's yeah. like a misunderstanding in their minds. And they have but lower, it, they, yeah. they, they, they feel let down with right. their expectations. But in reality, it's like, Somebody like Nina is really interesting because she asks a lot of questions. She's not afraid to to just ask you the right questions, you know? And so a lot of the newer agents will sometimes hesitate in reaching out to their upline, reaching out to just somebody on the group me or, you know, out to Albert or you, John, or anyone yeah. just to ask them, you know, what what it is that they've done or what it is that they're envisioning for their business and just kind of getting some some real feedback from individuals who have, you know, been in the business for a while. Right. Any um, unique questions, like a building question she asked that we could share? Um, well, for Nina, I mean, she's she's somebody that's coming from another another um, another company. And so she's just kind of trying to work with the best that she has currently. Okay. So she's just trying to maximize and trying to get through the contracting phase. But during the time that she's waiting for some of the other carriers to be able to um, transfer them over into FFL. She's just wanting to know exactly how she can maximize her opportunity to mm. not kind of leave anything on the table. I think okay. is the main thing for her. Well, yeah. I, I, also, I also like asked her and went to specifics as she said, she wanted to start recruiting and, and that wanted to make that the basis of 
her getting getting started with her career here. So one thing I also made sure to ask was like, where are you planning on getting these recruits from? Because it's great to be like, I'm generally going to recruit and you have no specific way. You have no ex- experience with it and you don't really know how to do it. I'm like, I would be like, that's a terrible plan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like warm market is always the easiest thing. If right. she said like, I'm going to go warm market, I'm going to do this and whatever, then great. Cool. You got to, you know what direction you're going to go. Yeah. But if there's like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to like try to recruit as hard as I can. Like that's not an answer. Yeah. Like that's yeah. Not, that's she not actually, a plan. She actually did reach out in terms of like recruiting and she asked like what it is that we do as the agency to like be yes. able to get new agents. She asked me for um, like the job description that I post up on some of the, um, like on LinkedIn and stuff like that. She asked for like um, where she can get the voucher from to be able to hire or be able to bring in unlicensed individuals. Um, so she did ask a lot of like the, the recruiting questions that you would need to be successful in order to recruit an individual. So detailed questions. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, I don't know, which I mean, it's even easier now, now with the agent recruiting websites that, right. that's individually unique for everybody. You just created a new one for yourself too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is it has like a five minute video of Sean Mike breaking down the company. You can, you can do all the lead it capture has, information. Like, it goes back directly to the agent that sent out the video. It break it has like literature on there that breaks down how you can, the different ways that you can get paid. Uh, it explains everything. And it, it's not meant to be, Hey, this is the entire recruiting spiel. It's, it's like a trailer. It's, it's Grady and Stephen Yee broken down. Yeah. So it's a trailer just to see if they're interested. Cause Nina was asking me like, what would you say? And I'm, I'm like, I would keep it as simple as possible. I'd be like, Hey, you know, if you're, if you're looking for a new career, you're looking to make a side, you're making for a side hustle, make some additional money. Uh, if you, you want to get into this insurance space, whatever it is, if you find a way in and then you throw out, throw out all these hooks and then you're gonna be like, Hey, I'm just going to send you this video link, um, this website, just check it out. Uh, it's a, a quick four minute video. And if it makes sense to you, let me know. And we'll set you up, you know, in the next steps or we'll answer all your questions and then we'll set you up in the next step. So keep it as simple as possible when it comes to that. Like, don't overdo it. Don't, don't be like, I need to be the magic. I yeah. need to be the special sauce. Yeah. And no the cool thing sauce. is like on the, um, on the website, that's um, individualized for every single agent out there on your gateway. They, ha- it has like the video and then it has like a form for them to actually fill out their information and the information gets back to you. So you can just simply give them a call and, Get them started. Yeah, get them started with the course. Yeah, super get easy. The licensing, um, but yeah, going back to to Nina and the, the timeline the recruiting, you, you got to understand too. You know, if this is your model, ask about the numbers. Okay, from the recruiting standpoint, what is the time frame from getting an agent, getting the course, getting licensed, getting contracted, finally making dials and making a sale, and that timeline from how many agents also that you need to recruit to actually go and make a sale, right? Would you say maybe two out of 10, three out of 10, four out of 10, five out of 10? So how many do you need to recruit for them to make a sale for them, for you to make a a passive income? And then understand also the timeline of you, if you were to make a sale, how many dials you need to make, how many leads do you need to make a sale and to get paid maybe the next day or the next two days? Right. Right. So understand these things. So that way you don't have the letdown. You don't have the the false expectations of, oh, I recruited three people. How come I'm not making money yet? Right. (laughs) So a lot of things to consider and factor in because there's a lot of things happening in the industry. And and just to tie a bow in this whole process, since we've already started down this path, right? Um, After telling her about the agent recruiting website, she, I admit, I admit, I told her to log on so she knew exactly where to go to get it. And then, you know, I'm, 
she was, she's like, I can look all this stuff on myself. And I'm like, look, we're already on this call. Like, I want to make sure if this is the route that you want to go, I want to make sure you have all the resources. So I'm like, why don't, why don't you do look up? She went on, she was like, I, I, she saw all her information on there. She wanted to edit some stuff. I gave her the link to, to change it. And then, and then she goes, so what do I do after this? And I'm like, well, you're going to ask them if they have any additional questions. And then you set them up for the next steps. Now I recognize because you're new, you don't know the next steps yet. So here's what you should do. Send out the video, have them check it out. If they are interested, when they reach back out to you, say you'll set them up to meet with either Joanne or with myself. And then we're going to have you listen in on, on a couple of them first, right? So there's no problem with that. You'll listen and see, hear what we have to say. And then we're not going to continue to do this because this is your business and you want to, we're, we're trying to train you how to do it properly. And then after that, after you listen to enough, you can ask us any questions that you want. And then after that, you're able to do that. Now we're multiplying our efforts and we're growing a successful organization this way rather than I don't know how to do this or I'm never going to learn to do this. Because the thing is, there's a process of learning and it, you can you can listen to someone all you want. You can watch videos all you want. But the part where you actually learn is just doing it. Yeah. And then you need to do it at some point, but you know, there's a process. And that's I felt like that's like the most effective way. Like that's all I needed when I started. This is how you did it with me when, yeah. we, when yeah. we first started. You watched me, then you started doing it, and then I and I gave you some critique, and then after that, you're on your own. Yeah, make the mistakes, keep it happening because it's all numbers, right? So as as you progress and you learn, right? There's a couple of things that we want to just review um, with our trusty Chat GPT. Common basic dynamics, um, but starting the agency. Uh, even along with the the sales component, uh, how important is building the relationship with uh, an agent or a downline and or the relationship with your clients? Can you expand on that? I guess there's two two schools of thought with that. For me personally, I'm always about the the relationship first. Uh, I think that's I think that's a, a important component to kind of know what the what the agent wants out of this opportunity. Mm. What makes them tick? Like what are they going to sacrifice for? You know, what they're willing to sacrifice for? Um, and then you know helps me kind of guide like you know guide them along in their process. There's other people that say, you know, treat them all the same, just give them the basics, and then and then let them separate themselves, and then you build a relationship with those people. Which I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's there's probably people that that make that work, right? Right. But then they probably bring in a higher volume of people, and then yeah. they're willing to just be like, all right, well, that didn't work out. Next, 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 next. It's a, the, the quantity versus quality philosophy, right? Yeah, so I I think I think there's two schools of thought with that. I I me personally, that's just that's just me. I I just like building the relationship first, and it's an ongoing process. So the thing is, like, you don't have to like become their best friend, but you know, you have to know the basic things, of, and then like trust is built over time. So then, you know, as they continue, because a lot of times new agents just think they're going to talk to me the first time, and they're like, "Hey, I'm really, uh, I know I'm, you know, you're really busy." But I'm like, "No, just call me when you need stuff," yeah. and then I'm like, "I'll always make time if you're working." And I'm like, if you keep calling me for stuff and you're not working, then I can't unfortunately continue to do that because I need to I need to run my business. But you know, I think that's a very fair expectation. I think that's a fair agreement. Yeah. Your thoughts? Um, well, in regards to relationships in general, I think whether it's with the client or whether it's with the new agent, um, I agree with Albert. I think it, establishing a good relationship with somebody up front is kind of the basis as to how successful your partnership is going to go, whether it's a client because, well, if it's a client mainly because you want to instill trust in them and you want them to know that you're going to take care of them and stuff like that. Right. So 
I think that's really important. But when it comes down to a new agent, it's definitely important to start building the relationship up front because you want to know who you're bringing into your agency. You want to know what their intentions are in in joining your team. Um, you want to know what value they can be to your team if they're going to be an asset or they're not going to be an asset. Um, so I think it's really important to have just like open communication with them, ask the tough questions, don't shy away from you know, knowing their plan and seeing what, what vision they have, um, in order to join your organization. Um, so yeah, I think overall it's important to have a good relationship with anybody that you guys are bringing in, whether it's a client or whether it's a new agent. Yeah. For me, you know, you, you do want to get to know the individual. So any, anybody you build a relationship with, you're going to have a long-term relationship with. Yeah. Right. So same thing with the client. Like, can you do a one call close and never call them again? Yeah. What's the likelihood of that policy sticking around maybe a couple of months to a couple of years to two years, three years? It definitely goes down because like they're, they they can find another agent. They can find another deal. Right. I mean, like they, like they have no attachment to you. Exactly. But what's the likelihood if you continue to do a follow-ups on birthday calls, um, holiday calls, you do a one-year policy review on your client, you're going to keep these policies in the books for a couple of years. So same thing with an agent. If you're building, you know, you are coming into a relationship financially first, right? Then you create a friendship and you create like, okay, what are your long-term goals? What are you looking to do? Um, It's really important too, especially with the risk of the business of the advance of the advanced commissions. If you don't know anybody and they don't feel bad about hurting you, they will try to do something wrong with it. They will try to go and and come up in the business and and write bad business. And Mm. and if if they never knew the mentorship or the role for that, that is not a good thing or it's a bad thing or there's repercussions for it, they might continue to do it. So will that be an asset or a liability later on in the future if, if you didn't deal with this agent and you didn't get to know them you didn't know that the, you know, they've already had bad credit. They've already been with a, a previous IMO that they've already left death with, you know, all of these little things add up. So uh, initial communication. Um, we've even had some advice when you're bringing in someone else, um, someone into the team to to ask for like a, a soft pull on their credit report or send them, just to have them give you a copy of their credit report to see how, how financially responsible that individual is. So little things make a make a difference to, to figure out who's coming into your business, who's going to be a solid foundation and uh, who we're going to build with. If I can just add one one more thing about the so relationship with clients. Like this is our friend John Franklin, right? Yeah. So he he's he's the he's the go sit down with clients, you know, get them protected with some life insurance. And then at the end of at the end of the process, which I recommend mm-hmm. everyone should do, you should yeah. do a solidification at the end. You know, just tell them, hey, this is what you should expect next. Here's when you're going to get your policy. I'm going to leave you my business card. This is my personal cell phone number. Put it up on the fridge. Some I, I've heard some agents say, like, hey, when you get this, put put your policy in the freezer, in a Ziploc bag in right. the freezer. <laughs> I mean, did you say that? No, um, I think Jared Payne used to say that. Put it in a red envelope, put it in the freezer. Or in the freezer. I'm like, I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't say all that. But I would say, I was like, yeah, because you'll get, you'll get a copy of your policy in about a week or so. Here's what they expect. So John, our friend John Franklin, shout out John, would, would he'd always say, um, all right, he's like, so I'm your agent going forward. You know, I'm your agent for life. You know, I'm your agent till, till one of us dies, either you or me first. And, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, and if anyone else gives you a call, Tell them that they can go to hell, right? And he's and he's he's like, I'm serious. When they call you, tell them they can go to hell. And then the thing is, is it the most professional? Of course not, but it's memorable. Yep. Right? Yeah. And he built the relationship if they actually follow through. Right. right. So like he built that relationship. He's he's he tells them that. And here's the funny thing, because at our old, our old company, 
they would make you service the clients after so many years mm-hmm. or months. Yeah. You know, so the thing is like six months sometimes. Sometimes people <laughs> would call John Franklin's agents, like our old coworker, and he they'll call it they would call his uh, clients, excuse me. And then when they call, <laughs> these are really sweet older older clients, and they'll just like repeatedly a bunch of people would say like the agents would say, oh, I called them, and then and then the the, the client was like, hey, um. John H is my my agent, and I, I'm sorry, I don't I don't want to have to say this to you, but he's he said to say to go to hell, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, that it's a if it's a memorable Sticks. thing like that, the relationship has been built, and that's the reason that's how you protect your business, and it's how you keep your clients loyal to you because you know you're calling up and you're checking to see how they're doing and all this other stuff. You've left an imprint on them rather than being a very transactional type of thing where they just they can buy insurance from anywhere. They can go online and buy insurance if they really wanted to. Yeah. But, you're going to be the, the separator. Right. So your individualism into it, you know, what you bring into the table, your integrity. Uh, but most importantly, you know, going back to building the agency from brand new, you know, we do get paid on the upfront commissions, but these things, these relationships keeps us getting renewals. And that's an important thing, when, especially when you're selling final expense products. Uh, we get between like 2% to 5%, all the way up to 10 years of a renewal on this. And this is where it adds up, you know, long-term, if you're looking for passive income, aside from building an agency, you can get passive income from all the work that you've done just from the, the sales you've kept, right? So a lot of things that's happening, um, brand new. Lastly, ChatGPT, just want, I wanted to touch up on. ChatGPT is pushy. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it had, it had good points, like smaller points that's worth uh, touching up on is, is understanding like the digital marketing space. So this is something we didn't we didn't really do back then because everything was like through mailer yeah. and, and in person. Yeah. So, you know, if you're brand new and you're thinking, OK, I just got my state license. Think bigger. Like you can sell past your state. Yeah. You can sell past your local city. Back right. in the days, we would just sell within zip codes. Right. Wherever you could drive to before. Right. Yeah. And if it was like over an hour drive, ah, that's a lot of traffic in LA. Right. That'll take me two hours there, two hours back. That's basically one appointment for the entire day. Forget it. So what do you, what are your thoughts now with the digital marketing, um, the digital space, being being able to sell everywhere? What would you say to a brand new agent of, of just expanding their mind on that? Uh, well, I, I think it's a great resource to be able to have now to be able to to sell in any state that you're licensed in. So you can you can get all these non-resident licenses. I was on a call recently, you know, with, for another team. And then they talked to they, they said, like, what what would you do if you're struggling? I'm like. Yeah, starting with virtual sales and telesales is always the easiest thing to to get going with. But if you're focusing on uh, on that and then you're not getting the results that you want, I'm like, buy leads locally and go out to them and see them in person. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think you you'll learn faster that way if you if you go in person. Because the thing is, you actually get to see their um, mannerisms, their facial expressions, their their reactions, like all the stuff that you can't pick up, it's imperceptible over the phone. You might be able to hear some, pick up on some of the tonality in their voice, but if you're new, you probably don't pick up on that yet because you're still still got yeah. too many things going on in your mind. Right. But if you go in person, I, I think that's the, the best way to do it. It doesn't mean you have to stay there forever unless it suits you. If, if you prefer that better, that's fine. If you're getting better results, stick with it. But yeah, that's the best way to kind of reset. And, and it's not, it's, you haven't learned everything you're supposed to learn yet. So don't give up too soon if you're, even though we have all these options. Right. Your thoughts, Joe? Yeah, well, I agree with what Elle said, but also in regards to the digital marketing, I mean, now it's a lot easier for individuals to put themselves out there with like social media. You have Facebook marketing, you have all of these different platforms that can just kind of 
get your business out there and get you um, clients up front as opposed to, you know, going door knocking. I mean, door knocking is still a thing yep. in the insurance and in sales, um, which is really successful for some people. But just having the opportunity to be able to put your business out there and get um, enough um, enough people to reply to your ads and stuff like that via social media or any other other um, platform is just a big plus, I want to say. And it definitely does open up the um, open up the window for you guys to just be able to do your work more virtually um, in the comfort of your home or wherever you guys want to work from um, and then be able to service any of the states you're licensed in. So, yeah, that's that's kind of just what uh, if we wanted to touch upon. Like you are getting into sales. You have to broadcast yourself. Right. Yeah. And we're in the sales where it's a people driven business. We, we either buy leads or we can create leads. And that's yeah. where the digital marketing space is available for you. You can buy the leads or you can create your own leads by just putting yourself out there. Yeah. You're connected, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, social media of Instagram and TikTok. You put out enough information out there. You can put out educational materials. You can put out recruiting materials. So now you can generate leads. You can generate um, recruiting leads. You can do text messages. You can do a private inbox, DM, direct messages to individuals that are looking for an opportunity or have thought about or maybe even saw what you put out as an educational content that could be interested in it. So there's enough, I would say, work to do for you to stay busy to get more profit into the business. So just don't think too small within your circle of, you know, small city that you're living in. You can sell anywhere and everywhere and you can recruit anywhere and yeah. Plus, I mean, time, times are changing. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a much more global t reach that we, that we all have. And the thing is we're able to, we have agents all across the country and to be able to like connect with them, like, look at what we're doing right now. Like 10 years ago, we would never thought like, we'd be like, we would care what we have to say. Like, right. like, why would we do a podcast or why, why would we get on a Q and a, why would we record any digital content? Like, who am I? Like, why would anyone care? But the thing is, you never know who's, if you're, if you're watching this, it's connecting with you to some degree. And, you know, you're trying to get the value that you need and you know, to be able to interact. I mean, I've had random people reach out to me just seeing different content and I'm just like, Oh, I never knew they have you would have that type of reach. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool how, how you can do that. And are there going to be people like, yeah, haters or whatever it's who cares? Yeah. It's not, it's not, for, not meant for those people. It's just, you try to help those that you can help. And if you can make a connection, this gives us a way bigger platform to be able to, connect with others. Yeah. What would you say to the people then? Uh, what's just the last thing like that feels apprehensive about that, putting themselves out there. I don't want to make content. I don't, I don't, I'm not really a big social media guy. What, what's the, the breakthrough thing to say to them? Well, if they're trying to use like their social media to, to get business or to use it as a marketing tool, then you definitely have to, you definitely have to put yourself out there, you know, because yep. if you don't put yourself out there, obviously your social media, as we all know, it all runs through an algorithm. And so if you have no algorithm and you're kind of stagnant in your pages, then you can't really expect there to be any traction or you can't expect there to be any success. But um, I would just say, just start, just start doing videos, start posting stuff, you know, start trying to build your audience and, you guys will be fine. I mean, nobody kind of builds their page from one day to the other right. and nobody builds their audience from one day to the other. So it does take time and just be patient with it and know that like eventually you guys are going to get the traction. The algorithm is going to pick up on your information and your content and yeah, look into, you know, the wording and the stuff that you guys can do to be able to maximize 
every post that you guys put up there? I would say if, if, if you say um, you're not a social media person, I would say me neither. <laughs> if, if, you, if you say you don't like the way you sound or the way you look on, on, on video, I would say me neither. <laughs> if, if you say, if you say like, it feels kind of awkward, I would say me too. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I mean, it's like, you just got to get rolling with it. Cause we've all felt this, right? Remember the first yeah. time that we, we got on here, like, we're like, what do we look like? I don't know what to do with my hands. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like all that stuff. It's just, it's just awkward until you start doing it. And once you start doing it, then you're, that's you, you know, that, that's, that you are that person. You are that dude. You are that woman. You are that whatever. So the thing is you get, you get to that point just by virtue of doing it. And, and like Joanne kind of touched on, it, it's just like you, you put this content out because you have a message to put out there to other people, or you have a business that you want to promote. You have things that you believe in that you, that you think would benefit other people. So if you never talk about that, then how do you share all that stuff? Like you can talk, you can get wrap people one-on-one in person, but think about the reach, the, the potential reach that you have, given that it's a digital marketing space and given the global t- reach that we all have here. So you, you just got, you just got to put yourself out there, understand it's a process. Not everything is going to connect. In fact, most things will not connect. And like I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent recognize that about what we're doing right now. Like a lot of people may not watch it. And a lot of people may not think it has value, but just got to continue to do it. It's like, all right, this, this week, maybe we didn't hit on certain points, but Oh, I got ideas for next week then. And then just keep going and keep going and keep going. And it's a process. Just, just fall in love with it. And then this also gives us a reason to, to I mean, not that we didn't have the reason, but it puts more accountability on us to continue to learn because we need to continue to find more value to continue to share with others. Right. So if we didn't have a platform to share things on, then we'd be like, cool, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'll continue flying to the radar. But this actually helps us grow. Yeah. My My last advice then is, just accept the fact that you're in sales, right? <laughs> so we're in sales. So my, my, my answer would be, do you want to make money? Okay. What do you need to do? You need to reach people. Okay. Do you want to go door to door a hundred blocks out and reach a hundred people? Or do you want to put like a one minute reel that can blow up and be viral and have maybe a million views? Yeah. And maybe get a, a couple of sales out of that. And a share of a share of a share of a share. You never know what, how it can, it can go. Do you want to make money? Put out some content. If you don't want to put out some content, maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you're good to be a librarian and work just be at home. <laughs> yeah. But even if <laughs> buying leads, I mean, you're still calling people. Well, yeah. You're still but, connecting. I mean, they wouldn't have to like put themselves out there on social media. So it's like, if you're not really open to, you know, um, really working your social media platforms, then make sure that you guys are buying enough leads so that you guys have enough clients to call. Yeah. Th- there's definitely ways around it. It's just yeah. to I, and I wouldn't say like do one over the other. I would oh, say no. just try to do both. Yeah, of course. Yeah. To lose out on so much money for just one minute of what exposure of yourself. Maybe you're a little apprehensive about your appearance or something for <laughs> one minute that can make you a couple of thousand dollars. You wouldn't do it. And I'll say this. If if you feel bad, you're like, oh, but I don't know what to say. I don't know what to talk about it. Good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it should be a slap in the face to be like, I need to learn my business. I need to be more of a professional. So I know what to what value to bring to. Uh, people that may want to work in this industry or people that people that are potentially clients, like this will drum a business for you. But like also how many videos have you guys seen where like, they'll do like this, like the share share. screen and it's like literally somebody else's video and you're just like with your, you know, it's like a split screen in a sense. Yeah. To do something like that. They just like nod. They're like, "Hmm." yeah. And it makes it, it, (laughs) and it works for them. So, I mean, there's ways around it. 
Yeah, yeah it's crazy because like if you if you look at your your There's pages, also like some other pages where like they don't put their face in the video, but yeah, they're it's just a blank screen. No, not a blank <laughs> screen, but it's like there's different content happening and there's a voice giving you information on oh, yeah, like, what's those. happening. So I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you guys can go about creating your video content and stuff like that. So something something's better than nothing. I mean, yeah. it's just like horribly racist or or right. <laughs> no, that, that <laughs> might blow up. <laughs> but think about it, like the the random videos like dude there's like 300 people to watch this 600 people to watch this did, did it get something out of it you never know right. but it sparks the conversation but now at the end of the day when they finally need life insurance or when when a family member finally needs life insurance they kind of know somebody and that somebody's going to be you and you might get referred for it right you know one of the coolest things i've, I've gotten off of social media is not just like my thing it's just that you're you're you guys are, are obviously helping and participating and being a part of what we have the really coolest thing was when we went to the integrity office and then before you introduce yourself, everyone's like, Hey, I know you. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, I go. special. Like, <laughs> like when I heard that, it was when I heard that for myself, I, I felt a little awkward about it, but then yeah. like to, to like to be there in the room, watching all these people know who John is. I'm like, this is a really cool deal. It's like, it's like we're on different parts of the country and we're across the country and people just know who he is. And I'm like, this is yeah. what social media can do for you. Yeah. We would go to sales conference. Oh, I see a lot of you in Albert on the, 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 the videos like, Oh, for real cool <laughs> i'm a little famous you take out a pen man you need my autograph <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> start doing that let me autograph your tie <laughs> it was all cool until someone said oh you guys father and son i'm like bro that was hilarious bro. yeah <laughs> convention oh <my> <laughs> i don't know he might be medicated at that point it's like because he said it all funny question father and son <laughs> that's why he came up oh, like what? that's disrespect i don't want that old come on <laughs> <laughs> but that's all we got for you guys today uh uh, uh what do you call it we're going to be moving on to discord soon so this is going to be shared um if you guys are our agents it's going to be sent on discord but it'll still be on youtube please follow us and like if you like this content share it with people um look us up at ffl elite clips right you'll still find it on youtube i mean we're still we'll still be posting on there appreciate you guys Cool. See you guys next week. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Appreciate you guys taking the time. If you guys enjoyed what you guys saw, you know, please like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Also, if you guys have any future topics that you'd like us to address in the future, we're here to try to provide value for you guys, just like you're providing value to us. Appreciate y'all.